welcome to the Good Fight Sports Podcast, your home for local sports here in the 574. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Good Fight Sports Podcast. My name is Kenny, My and name. we have Brady Master back. Hello, everybody. After uh, I thought he was going to be on last week. But... Yeah, it was a <laughs> long night before, <laughs> didn't really get up, wasn't feeling great, had to work, you know, it was just, you know, life life happens, yeah. you know. So. Yeah, I get it, I get it. Um, so I, I need to personally apologize to everyone out there. I was unable to record before, uh, high school football and before week five, actually, to give the, uh, breakdown of each game. So I sincerely apologize. So we're going to be doing double duty today. Not only are we going to report on week five, but we're also going to give all the different stats for, um, each team as well, kind of. Um, so we're going to start with the spotlight game of the week from week five. It was number 15 in 3A, Knox, at 5-0 and versus number five in 2A, LaVille, also 5-0. and This was the 40th meeting between these two schools in a rivalry dating back to 1982. Uh, the Lancers ended, uh, entered the game on a 16-game regular season win streak and a perfect 5 and 0 on the season. Um, Knox entered the game also at 5 and 0, but they were seeking revenge on Laville from a 21 to 20 win last year at Community Field in Knox. Mm. And and the first quarter, uh Brady, you can attest cuz I know you were there. Uh, the first quarter was a dogfight. It was um, very interesting. But the one takeaway was Knox was able to move the ball at will. Against the Lancer defense, and and understand this is running the ball. Yes, um, we'll get into later in the game here and how they played and what they did. Yep, which Laville kind of frustrated me with their lineup, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you were there, you would know why <laughs> exactly. It uh, was silent in the fourth quarter in the Laville stands. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, and and um, the second quarter. It was back and forth, uh, but the Lancers found themselves down 13-6 to six, uh, at the break. And I got to tell you, it didn't feel like it was 13-6. to six. No. It felt like it was like 30 to nothing. Knox. Yeah. I, and it, LaVille just couldn't do anything between the tackles. They couldn't run the ball to save their life mm-hmm. in the first half. No one could run the ball. And we'll get into the second half here in a bit, but LaVille was a one-dimensional offense the whole game, especially in that first half. They were one-dimensional. And credit credit the Knox D-line. Yeah, they and, were solid. Oh, for sure. And then the O-line for Knox just moving LaVille players around constantly. And in the second half, it was it was back and forth, you know, score-wise – but I mean, it was more the same. It was Knox moving the ball down the field in five, six, eight plays. Meanwhile, Laville has to drive eleven plays and stuff like that. I mean, Knox with their five play drives, 
they're eating up like six minutes of game time when they do it. I mean, it is just unbelievable how much physicality Knox had in that game. Mm. And they just out-muscled LaVille for the whole game. And in the fourth quarter, it was it was 21-13. to 13, uh, And the Lancers had a chance to win the game with under a minute. Uh, but Plummer was sacked. Uh, on third down, and that's what sealed the game for Knox um, with zero, with no time, actually. He got sacked with no time left on the clock, which just hurts even more because you don't have a chance to go back and redo everything because yeah. both teams were out of timeouts at that time. And uh, it was funny because speaking of that, I don't know if you noticed in the first half, but Knox got away with calling – Four timeouts. Yes, I noticed yeah. that. Yeah, and everyone in the stands were very the people. The people sitting right behind me were very livid. Yes, um, Be- because Knox, because the the Knox head coach had called a timeout the previous play, and but the ref never signaled it was a timeout, so everyone thought. Probably everyone in the stands probably thought it was just an inadvertent whistle, but in the in the booth we saw that Knox got credited with a timeout because hmm. we saw the Knox head coach do this. Next play, they call a timeout, and that was their fourth. But because we also had Knox, you know, statisticians sitting next next to us. Penalty. Yeah, it should have. It should have. And they were like. Well, we didn't get credited with the timeout because we didn't call one. It's like you guys went over. You, you, and- you, you, you check the scoreboard. The scoreboard is almost always right, and at Except that time, time it was right. <laughs> we'll get into that part too. Um, but they had no timeouts, and that that's also that's also on the Laville coaches for not realizing that and pointing that out to officials. Now, if they did and they said, "Okay, there's a there's a score there's a scoreboard issue." They had one timeout left. That's different, you know. Then it's like, okay, we know that they had one timeout left, but the person running the scoreboard made an error mm-hmm. on the timing issue. That was on the official because the official wound the clock, which means start start the game clock and the and the play clock too. And when he saw the game clock running, he stopped. And got mad at Laville side because we were running the clock, but it was on him because he wound the clock. Mm. That was with that, right? Because if he was the initiate play, he would just blow his whistle. But instead, he did the motion to. Yeah, he did. The, he did this, and instead of he, because it was an out of bounds play. I'm pretty yes, sure. Yes, it was an out of bounds play. But he might have ruled it that it was. But then he, yeah, he started the clock. He did. He did the wind the clock sign instead mm-hmm. of just start the play clock. Right. In, in any in any case, Lancers fell 21 to 13. Uh I mean, second half the game was hard fought for the Lancers. Mm-hmm. I mean, Plummer was able to run the ball. That's about it. He was the only person that could run the ball. The Lancer offense frustrated me for most of the game. All they did was throw deep balls and never completed them. But when they had success passing, it was over crossing middle. routes yeah. over the middle, 
you know, maybe a couple, you know, going to the outside, but most of it was dead middle of the field. You know, you don't need a touchdown ball every play. You know, exactly. you got to march up the field, get you better, better positioning. And I'll say that they threw a, I think it was midway through the fourth quarter, they threw a pick into the end zone, and that mm-hmm. kind of just killed the momentum. Yeah. That just kills it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, because I remember that. I've, the Lancers had a good chance of scoring a touchdown on that drive. They looked. They probably would have tied it up there. Yes, they would have. But then they throw a pick. Knox goes down, bleeds a lot of time off the clock. And that's what forced LaVille to do a one-minute drill. But they couldn't couldn't capitalize on it because they needed a touchdown and then a successful two-point conversion. But I don't know why LaVille doesn't want run the one-minute drill the whole game. <clears throat> because it's, it seems that it actually worked for him, rushing the ball to the line and getting out there, getting set quick. Honestly, I mean, quick offense is what I like. Yeah. I mean, that I, Knox, <clears throat> when Knox was, uh, that's what I noticed when they were, LaVille was running that, at uh, not, not no huddle, but, you know, the faster offense, that Knox couldn't stop the, the running as much. I mean, LaVille, I think, only ran it once. On that on that last drive, mm-hmm. but I was telling people in the stands, I was saying, you know, I think Laville should go for a screenplay, because me 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 personally, okay, if I'm looking at their at their defense, okay, it's very run, you know, they're gonna expect they're gonna expect the pass, okay, because Laville I think is not known for pass. They're they're better at passing in that game. In at that, that point, game. they were known for passing. They're known for yeah. passing, and. I would say LaVille should have done some type of screenplay or some type of run play. Now, you might say run play, not much time left on the clock. It's so unexpected, it would work. Because they're not they're, – they're playing – and they were playing for most of the game. Like when LaVille scored the first touchdown, they were playing really soft coverage is what I noticed. Yes. And they started to tighten up on that a little bit. Um which LaVille should have read that and send routes, double routes instead. But they started sending people pretty much the same direction, and that kind of caused them to not be able to yep. get distance, get that. Because you know, the, the, he threw um, Plummer, I think, threw, what, two interceptions? He threw one interception. He threw one? Yeah. Okay. No, he threw... No, yeah, he, he threw, threw two. He threw yeah, two he, because yeah, he, he threw, threw two, yeah. Yeah, he threw, I think, one in the third, I think yep. it was, third yep. quarter. And that one was simply because I think maybe the routes got wrong because it was like two receivers running a you know a long route, and I think maybe one was supposed to cut early or cut later. Yeah, and he it didn't yeah. happen. And the linebacker, you know, I think it was the linebacker for um, Knox picked it up and moved over and picked it off. Um, it, it was a deflected, but it was still it was still red and moved right, and right. That's just something Laville's got to work on. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, run game. I mean, their run game is usually pretty good, but that Knox line, man, if you saw them, they were some oh big my dudes. Gosh, dude. Oh. And their and their O line was not the same as their D line either. They no. had two different sets of O line D line. I mean, there I think there was two two or three players that played both, but there was some some. I think there was like their left guard or something was. And and yeah. that's and that that was the, that was the thing that I saw too. It's like. Knox was taking their O-line out of the game and bringing in a fresh D-line. Yeah. And then a fresh O-line. I mean, LaVille... Me- meanwhile, meanwhile, I don't know if you saw, but um, Eric B-Doc out there? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He 
looked beat in the fourth quarter. The third quarter, he looked beat. Yeah. Jonathan Neese looked beat. I mean, they were tackling they were tackling dudes out there. Knox had some dudes. Yeah. Uh, o line. That's why they running only, back. That's you know, that's one thing. That's why they ran the ball the whole game. They did, they only threw one pass and it was on fourth down to the end zone. So Yeah. That was <laughs> yeah. that was crazy. Yeah. And they didn't need to throw that either. They could have run it. it they could have run it down. and got a first down. There's six yards, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, just got to credit Knox. I mean, they came in with a solid Sh- game plan. Shout out to the running back for Knox, man. He's fast. Oh, my gosh. Spin moves. He hit three spin moves in one play for an opening field touchdown. Yeah. That was... Yeah. It, it was ridiculous. It was a... Yeah. Um, But also... What, another thing LaVille has to work on is tackling. Oh, yeah. Arm LaVille tackles, man. missed a painful. lot of tackles. It was painful to watch up there. It's like, oh, they missed another tackle. They missed another tackle. Oh, now they finally tackled him. Yeah. But it's, you know, gain of 11, gain of 6, yeah, they gain were, of 7. I think Knox was consistently gaining, you know, 8 yards a run. At oh, one for point. sure. I mean. I mean, they they were never getting there. I think there was only one or two hits behind the line that they lost yards. Maybe and that was in the first three. or second quarter. Other than that, everything was at least four yards. Yeah, and Laville was only rushing three, man, three or four, until the fourth quarter, and they started rushing five. But by then, I mean, the run game was already – they were already picked up. They were picking up really right. quick, and there's not much that Laville could do at that point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and with the with that lo- with the loss, um, the Lancers are um, five and one. Uh, it's their first home regular season loss since last year. Uh, that's in five games, uh, not last year, but two years ago. Um, and then snaps their sixteen game regular season win streak. Um, and then with Knox and the win, they are now in control of the Hoosier North. Uh, but they still have a couple tough games left with Pioneer and Triton. Um, and that Pioneer game is on the road as well. Um, and then LaVille now leads the, the leads the all-time series 21-19. to 19. So very close, very close series. Next game for LaVille is at John Glenn. Glenn comes in 4-2. and two. Um, and we'll get into what John Glenn did to Bremen. It was just absolutely a, incredible what John Glenn did to Bremen. Um, this is a backyard brawl kind of a feel with John Glenn. I mean, these two teams, um, I think, just hate each other. It's like LaVille Bremen. Both teams just hate each other because they're so close. It, it's just got that small town Country school, we want to kick your teeth in yeah. for 48 minutes, and then we can be friends afterward. Yeah. But, of course, it's a rivalry game, and we'll get into um, all of the stats on the rivalry game in our next show. Uh, for Knox, their next game is at Pioneer, and they're 4-2. and two. Um, And then we'll get into what uh, Pioneer, the Pioneer game later on. Another good game, well, on paper, what I thought was going to be a good game and advertised as a good game, was number seven in 5A Mishawaka um, 
versus number 10 and 6A Warsaw. I thought this was going to be a good game. Uh, the final score was 34 to 11. Um, so the Cavemen knockoff previously unbeaten Warsaw, uh, and this game was never close. Uh, Mishawaka scored 21 seconds into the game on a Brady Fisher 73-yard touchdown. And from then on, it was just all Mishawaka. Um, and that was the only score of the first quarter. And then uh, the second quarter, Fisher added a 25-yard touchdown, uh, making it 14-3. And then he threw a 59-yard touchdown pass to Ethan Bryce just minutes later. And Mishawaka took a 20-3 halftime lead. Then in the second half, it was basically the Novell Miller show as he scored two touchdowns in the second half. Um, and and Warsaw, Warsaw was able to find the end zone, uh, but that was when it was 27-11, to 11, and it really didn't matter at that point. And Mishawaka kept, um, kept it off by Miller scoring another touchdown to make it 34-11. to 11. And uh, Mishawaka uh, leads the series now. Um, no, Mishawaka is now improves to five and one. They're four and zero oh in the NLC and in control of that conference. And Warsaw falls to five and one, three and one overall. A uh, couple thing, a couple um, stats here for Mishawaka. I couldn't find anything on Warsaw, which is unfortunate. Uh, Brady Fisher was one for three th- uh, in the past game. 59 yards and a touchdown, but he had 12 carries for 129 <laughs> yards. I mean, 73 of which came in the first first right, play, right? And he scored two touchdowns. So Brady Fisher accounted for three touchdowns overall, and then Novell Miller added 20 carries for 81 yards and two touchdowns. And then the Mishawaka Cavemen ran the ball for 226 total yards. That's pretty good. That's really good. You know, honestly, Kenny, do you know uh, the numbers on the Knox? How much Knox got? I because it's probably in the yeah. I I do not. Um, I really they. I know the statisticians for Knox did say after the game, but I forget what the numbers it's were. It's got to be pretty high. It, I I know they were high. So and I, like three hundred plus. I it, it's probably a, approaching to uh, three hundred. Um, but yeah, I I just don't know for sure. I I would guess, but I I don't want to guess because I would be absolutely incorrect. Right. Uh, so the next game for uh, Mishawaka is at Northwood. Northwood is four and two, and Cavemen want to avenge a fourteen to six loss last year at Steel Stadium. And then the next game for Warsaw is against their arch rival Wawasee, who is one and five, and this Good. is the uh, battle for the W Trophy. I know, very uh, cringe. <laughs> w trophy. I know, very uh, very thoughtful on that name. It's like, oh, what should we call this game? Oh, I don't know the battle w for the trophy. W trophy. Just call it the Wawasee sucks trophy and move on from there. <laughs> Plymouth so- beat Wawasee, Kenny. So Wawasee's trash. Sorry. No, sorry. I mean, you're right. I mean, you're right. You're right. I mean, Plymouth got their teeth kicked in. Well, that's... We'll, we'll talk about Plymouth we'll talk here about in a bit. That. We'll talk about that here. Um, 
And then lastly, Penn beat uh, Mishawaka Marion. Penn's ranked 13th in Class 6A. Beat them 40. Beat Marion 41 to 13. Uh, I really didn't find a whole lot on this game, and I really am Not glad so, I didn't. Not really surprising. Uh, right, exactly. Penn is, yeah. yeah. Um, so Penn was up 19 to nothing at the end of the first quarter, which is weird. 19. I have never seen 19 before. Yeah, that's a. That's a that, so you got to get a. You probably, well, you probably got you probably got a miss. So how it happened is you got a touchdown, a field goal, and so then you got 10. a touchdown, missed extra point, field goal. That is true. That's how I would see it. Or or you have three points. So you got a touchdown field goal, touchdown safety. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Or or you get or you get touchdown field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal. Field goal. Yeah, because that's nine. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't there, so I don't know. I just know they got 19. Then they added 15 in the second quarter and were up 34-6 to at the halftime break. Um, and then it was both teams traded touchdowns in the second in the second half. Mm-hmm. And that was that. Yeah. Penn's next game is uh, against St. Joe. St. Joe's 4-2. and two. And Marion's next game is at Angola. Angola's 0-6. Some other local games. Fairfield beat Angola. <laughs> Surprising. We just knew that. It was the 31st meeting between the two schools. Angola leads the series 16-15. to uh, The final score of that game was 28-12. to North White beat Caston 14-6. to North White, you need to do better than that because Caston's terrible. Uh, this was the 45th meeting between these two rivals. North White leads the series 25 to 21. Chesterton beat Portage 35 31. New Haven got a big win at Columbia City, uh, defeating defeating them uh, 21 to 7. This was the 47th meeting between these two schools. New Haven is in control of that series 46 30 and 1. And Columbia City now falls to 5 and 1. Concord, number 10 in Class 5A. Destroyed Goshen 42 to nothing. 70th meeting between these two Elkhart County rivals. Concord leads the series 36 to 34. Uh, this rivalry is 62 years old. Winnemac beat Culver, not surprising, 45 to 14. Kankakee Valley got back in the win column against Culver Academy 17 to 14. Both teams are two and four. Boo, <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> Uh, and then Tippecanoe Valley, uh, ranked number 12 in Class 3, got their first win against Jimtown ever in football, 35-14. to 14. Uh, we talk, I, talk, I, I mentioned this. John Glenn beat Bremen 42 to nothing mm-hmm. at Bremen. At Bremen. Sad. I love every bit of that. Disgusting. Oh no, that's Be not disgusting. Oh, that's not disgusting. That is just chef's kiss to John Glenn. Just, I I wish they put up fifty on Bremen, but I'll take forty-two to nothing. I'll take a forty-two point win. Uh, this was the forty-eighth meeting between these two U.S. six rivals. 
Unfortunately, Bremen leads that series 35-13. to uh, Some... This one's not surprising. Uh, number 13 in Class 4A, New Prairie, beat South Bend Adams 49 to nothing. Uh, number 9 in 4A, Northridge, beat Wawasee 14 to 7. So I don't know what that says about Wawasee or what that says about Northridge. I don't know because Wawasee is bad. But I mean, I, I mean, they've held some good. Wawasee's held some good teams to low scoring. But I mean, you're also right. Plymouth beat Wawasee. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> yeah, Northwood versus Plymouth. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So Northwood so, beat Plymouth. I just want to get some context here, folks. You know, at the Laville games, they always, you know, um, they'll read off the scores of local games, and the whole crowd laughed. I started laughing hysterically when I heard Northwood leading at the half over Plymouth. 42, Forty-two to, to seven, or forty? Yeah, it was forty-two, 42 to nothing. Yeah, <laughs> the villain ends up scoring a touchdown, but nothing else besides that. You mean Plymouth? Plymouth, sorry. Yeah, well, it's because of the mercy rule taking effect. So that second half over there in uh, Napanee took like twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Northwood beat Plymouth forty-two to seven. Uh, the game was never close. Uh, the sixtieth meeting between these two schools. Plymouth, you should be ashamed of this. Northwood leads the series 43-17. to And now uh, Northwood has won the last eight meetings against the Rockies. Number 17-3A, Peru beat Rochester 34-23. Uh, Peru, I almost said Purdue. Hmm. Peru leads the series 15-9-1. Elkhart beat St. Joe 26-17. I figured Elkhart was going to start winning some games. They're playing the worst teams now in the NIC big division. Um, So they're going to rattle off a few wins. Number 14 in 4A, South Bend Riley beat Washington 26 to nothing. This was the 85th meeting between these two South Bend City rivals. Washington leads the series 47-33-3. Series started back in 1936 as an 87-year-old rivalry. Wow. And for the first time since 1965, Riley is 6-0 in football. Crazy. You're going to hear it here first. Riley's going undefeated. Wouldn't surprise me. In the regular season. They're going to go 9-0. and mm. Now... In sectional, they have they're in the uh, Northwood Northridge. Mm. They're in that That's sectional. A tough section. So it's going to be a tough sectional to get out of. But I mean, at this case, North Northwood doesn't pose a as big a test as they did back in the preseason and week one. I I think I think sectional can come down to Northridge and South Bend Riley. Yeah, and I think, I think so too, Kenny. If that happens, I'm gonna take South Bend Riley. You're going with the dream. I'm gonna, uh, dude. I'm with you, Kenny. <laughs> dude, I'm gonna jump on the South Bend Living Riley on a football ba- bandwagon. I am all in. I'm riding high, dude. I've never gone to a South Bend Riley football game. Probably never will. But, but, 
I'm going to jump on that bandwagon okay. and ride it for as long as I possibly can. So let's go Wildcats. Let's go, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Number 12, 1A North Judson killed South Central 56 to 24. Number 16 and 1A West Central also killed South South Newton 54 to 6. It's 1A. Yeah. It's 1A. Yeah. 49th meeting between the two schools. West Central leads the series 27 to 24. One of the biggest upsets around here, besides Mitchell, what Mishawaka did to Warsaw, the Pioneer knocked off number 8 and 1A Pioneer 27 to 16 at the pit down at Royal Center. Um, Pioneer, this was a trap game because Pioneer last week beat a uh, 5A team in Hammond, uh, Hammond Central kind of handedly. Mm. And I figured they're playing Triton. They're like, I th- they, Triton might come in and just surprise Pioneer. Mm. And they did. And they did, yeah, clearly. Um, clearly, uh, clearly it was a trap game for Pioneer. Uh, I see Pioneer falling out of the rankings of um, – the coaches pulling one a, um, and then to wrap up local scores before we get into scores around the state. Crown Point uh, number five in Class Six A beat number f- uh, three and five A Valparaiso nineteen to fourteen in the seventy seventh edition of that rivalry. Valpo leads the series 48-27 and two. And some local, uh, not local scores, because we just did those. Some scores around the state. Number 11 and 3A Batesville upset number 3 and 3A Lawrenceburg 26 to 23. Ben Davis absolutely destroyed Lawrence North 62 to 14. It's Ben Davis. I mean, you're not wrong, but I, I thought that game was going to be closer. There's also other Ben Davis news we, we might we might want to talk about. I don't know if there there is, is basketball. There is, there is so uh, what we're talking we'll about Ben Davis about now. now. Yeah. So uh, what is it, Don Carlisle? Yeah, Don. Don, Don, Don yeah. Carlisle has it been confirmed? Is he is he actually fired? So I don't think he's been fired yet, but they're going through an investigation process currently because it's alleged that he. Punched a student um, twice in the face. Twice in the face, which is not acceptable at all. Should not happen. Should right. not be done. Um, but yeah, he was, um, you know, obviously the head coach for the Ben Davis basketball team, and he also was coaching, I think, the Indiana, the state team for high school basketball. He st- uh, coached last year, um, and I mean. Not talking about the uh, the assault or whatever alleged assault. Um, he's a good basketball coach. I mean, you can see how he carried that, or you know, he helped that Ben Davis team go on. Right. And they're one of the best basketball. I mean, they're really good for basketball. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, but obviously all alleged. You know, nothing's been. I don't believe. Um, nothing has come to light recently that I've mm-hmm. heard new stuff. So mm-hmm. until then, you know, you'll hear it from us. But yeah. Yeah, everything's allegedly because we, yeah. we we don't want it to be taken off the air, kind of like the Pat McAfee show, right? Yeah. So we just got to throw an allegedly in there. So exactly. everything's allegedly right now. Nothing's confirmed. Even if it is confirmed, we're still going to say allegedly because we still we don't want to be taken off the air, right? Yeah, that, 
I say that in a joking way because there's no way they're going to find this little rinky-dink podcast anywhere. Rinky-dink podcast from <laughs> Indiana. <Yeah. laughs> Talking about local sports. Uh, so number three and 6A, Brownsburg destroyed Westfield. Um, number, and number four, 6A, Westfield, 37 to 7. That was 37 to nothing at one point. Indianapolis Cathedral, number seven in Class 6A, knocked off number four in the state and number two in Region 2, mouthful, Frederick Douglass of Kentucky, 28 to 19. Number one in 3A, Indianapolis Chachard, beat Guerin Catholic, number two in Class 3A, 13 to 7. Indianapolis Lutheran contends their impressive winning streak, uh, amounting to now 35 straight games, uh, beating class and beating number six in Class 2A. Indianapolis Cena, 42 to 14. Mississinawa beat number 10 in Class 2A. Alexandria, 33 to 21. Number six in Class 4A. New Palestine beat number five in 4A. Greenfield Central, 21 to 14. Centerville beat Northeastern 32 to 14. Centerville's now 5 and 0. Number 9 in Class 5A Decatur Central upset number 6 in Class 5A Plainfield 26 to 23. Uh no offense in this one. Uh, no defense in this one uh, actually. Seeger beat Fountain Central 47 to 42. And then Hamilton Heights number 9 in Class 4A destroyed Twin Lakes 45 to nothing and so brady i did something new instead of doing rankings for each class individually i am now doing a local top 15 ranking um and these are my rankings for week six now this is taking into account what happened in week five so at at number one for me i have the mishawaka cavemen what they did to warsaw um, and just how they've bounced back from that loss against Penn has yeah. just been absolutely impressive. Um, and they were number three in my rankings last week. Um, at number two, uh, it's consistent Penn. Yeah. Um, they're five and one. Uh, Warsaw, I I traded uh, Mishawaka and Warsaw. Uh, Warsaw five and one, and then Northridge, I kept them at four. Um. I saw no need to really drop them down at all because they they did the way they were supposed to do against Wawasee, even though they only won by a touchdown. Right. Uh, New Prairie, um, they're at five. Uh, they were at six. Um, New Prairie's five and one. Riley. Um, I'm surprised they're at Riley that low. It, w- with the teams in front of them, I I, I get it. Yeah. Um, if Riley can keep winning and then, you know, something happens because Penn and New Prairie still have to meet. That'll decide the uh, Northern Indiana Big Division Conference. But unless something surprising happens, Riley needs a big-time signature win on the resume. They they, they haven't really gotten that yet, um, but they could. And then I have Concord at number seven. Coming in at four and two, Knox and Laville for me traded places. Uh, Knox is now number eight at six and zero. 
Uh, Valpo dropped to number nine. They were fifth. Uh, they're four and two. Lancers number ten uh, at five and one. Uh, North uh, Northwood. I kept them the same. Uh, they really didn't impress me this week. Uh, they're four and two. Uh, number twelve. I have North Judson, San Pierre. Uh, they're four and two. Uh, John Glenn. I have them moving up. They were fifteenth in my rankings last week. Uh, and then I have uh, uh, Tippecanoe Valley making an appearance. Tippecanoe Valley making an appearance. Uh, they're six and zero. Oh. And then West Central coming in at number fifteen. Both of those teams were not ranked last week in my rankings. No, uh, no South Bend Clay. Uh, no. Uh, it's quite unfortunate. It's quite unfortunate. Yeah, it's South Bend Clay, and the number one and the worst team ever in high school football. We should, we, we should do a ranking of one of the worst teams locally. <laughs> That would be really funny. Clay and Caston. Caston. Are one K- and two. Clay. Cla- Clay, Caston. the clear shot. Like, okay. Clay is well, up she- here. Caston's down. He like Clay is like on the Mount on Mars. Rush, on, on the Mount Rushmore of worst teams in uh northern Indiana. Clay is one, two, three, four on the Mount Rushmore of worst teams ever. Yeah. At least since twenty twelve. Because they have, what, uh, are they, uh, are they a five A, four A school? They're three. They're three A. They're three. That's this. so sad. <laughs> okay, because I'll I'll give you I'll give you something funny. Back in 2012, before they went to uh six classes, Clay was a five A school. Oh my gosh! That's how far they've they've dropped two full classifications since 2012. No wonder. I feel like they get people that like don't play football to play football. Like they don't have enough people, so they're like, mm, you know, or or they decided to pick like band kids to go out and play football. I didn't want to say that, but that was in my <laughs> mind. Because shout out Zeke and Nate Jones, I love you. Yeah, ya. yeah, yeah. Shout out. I mean, Zeke made varsity. Woo. Yeah, Zeke got in the game. He played special hey, teams. He played played against uh, Knox, but. Uh, so this next part I can't really do. Uh, I was going to break down each, um, but they're different. Now. Each classification for the coaches' poll. Coaches' poll has not come out yet, so Warsaw is definitely not going to be in. The uh, Warsaw is not anymore. number one. I can tell you that. Well, they're not going to be. Ta- they're not even going to be in ten anymore. Oh, that's right. They lost. That's right. Yeah, Warsaw is going to be out of the top. Mishawaka 10. will yeah. be in there. Uh, Mich- I- Mishawaka is probably going to be number nine. I. Could I could see Mishawaka jumping to um, number five? Really? Yes. In in the poll, I could see that because you got you because you got to remember Plainfield lost. They're 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 number six in Class Five A. I mean, I guess we can give our prediction of what the polls could be. I know we could, could. kind of quickly. Yeah. Um. So let's start in six A. Number one, two, and three of Center Grove, Ben Davis, Brownsburg. That's a lock. Yeah. I don't see any of those changing. Nope. Um, Westfield's going to drop yep. because they lost. So I got Crown Point moving up. Yep. I don't know how, how Hamilton Southeastern did, so I, I 
if they won, I'd assume they'd stay right there. If they lost, obviously they drop. Uh, Cathedral won, so every everything after Hamilton Southeastern really depends on if Hamilton Southeastern won, and and if they won, then it's you know okay they can we can keep them there. But if they lost, then it's like okay we need to figure out where everyone else stays. Okay, so Hamilton Southeastern won last week. So six and seven are moving up to actually no because you got to put Westfield somewhere Westfield I'd move them down to six keep Cathedral at seven uh Fishers you get them out um Carmel ugh, you could move them up um I think also Warsaw drops out of this top yeah, 10. Warsaw Warsaw's out yep. completely. Well, out of the top 10. They're probably top 15 still. But they, they'll, they'll be ranked in they'll – be, they'll still be ranked in the coaches' poll, mm-hmm. but – Not top 10. Not top 10. But, yeah, other than that, I really don't know about Class 6A. I mean, I know in 5A, Valpo's dropping. So, Bloomington North gonna, is going to move up. Um, I got to see if Maryville won. I think they did. Yeah, Maryville won. Would you put Mishawaka at three? No. No? No. Um, I'd have, I'd have Bloomington North at, Bloomington South at three, Maryville at four, uh, Mishawaka at five. That's the top five. Uh, for uh no, no, uh teams are moving up because Fort Wayne Snyder lost, so I'd have Bloomington North one, um I'd I'd move North and and Snyder Bloomington North one Snyder two, uh, Bloomington South three Maryville four Mishawaka five. Now you you could move Mishawaka up to, no you can't because I don't see him making the top four. Top five is about the best they could do. Unless they don't move Maryville and put Mishawaka at four. I don't see that happening. Um, Concord's going to move up because they won. Yep. So is Decatur Central. Um, in 4A, Columbia City is probably going to drop out. If not, they're going to stay in the top 10 and be ranked 10th. Greenfield Central is going to drop because they lost to New Palestine. Other than that, there's really no change. 3A, Garen Catholic is going to drop out of the top five. Um, Then other than that, everyone else stays the same. 2A, LaVille is going to drop. Yep. Um, Alexandria is going to drop. Other than that, that's all the changes there. Um, then in the probably the easiest class to figure out rankings for, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven are going to stay the same. Yep. Pioneers going to. Pioneers out. Yep, they're out. Uh, North White's moving up. Clinton Prairie's out. Because I think they lost last week. Um, 
which I wouldn't be shocked. Yep, they lost. So that's two losses in a row for them. So they're out. Um, I don't even know. Uh, Triton is probably going to move up. They'll probably make the top 10. If they don't make the top 10, they're going to be ranked in the top 15. Okay. But that's my prediction. Yeah. Once the AP, once the yeah, AP poll, coach. once the coaches poll <laughs> comes out, um, there there actually is an AP poll in Indiana, yeah, or Indiana, oh, okay. Um, but they just go by the coaches poll. Yeah, I was gonna say. So conference breakdown now. What are the standings? Um, in the Hoosier North, Knox unfortunately is four and zero in the conference. Uh, they're six and zero overall, obviously, and they've won six in a row. Laville drops the four and one, five and one overall. Uh, lost one. North Judson's three and one, four and two overall, one two. Pioneers three and one, four and two overall, and lost one. Triton three and one overall, four and two over three and one in the conference, four and two overall, and one two. So there's a three-way tie for teams at three and one, and Laville is four and one. So Laville has a half-game lead over Judson, Pioneer, and Triton. Mm -hmm. Technically a four-way tie for second place at the moment in the Hoosier North. Unless Pioneer can beat Knox, fingers crossed that Pioneer can take care of business against Knox and get the win and cause Knox to not be outright conference champions, which I hate the fact that they celebrated the conference championship because – Conference championship is not decided yet. Nope. Just because they're four and zero doesn't mean they're automatically given the conference. Anyway, Winnemac they're one and four, one and five overall, two and uh, two and four overall actually. My bad. Two and four, and they are on a one game win streak. Caston, zero and four. In the conference, 0-6 overall. They've lost 20 in a row. Not to the level of Clay. No, not yet. Not, but they're approaching it. Not 30-something. 37, I think. Or 38 now, probably. Eh. We'll, we'll see. Culver, 0-4, 0-6 overall, and lost 7. To the NIC we go. Mm. Starting with the East-West division, the uh, big division. New Prairies, 3-0, and 4-1 and overall, and they're on a five-game win streak. Penn is 2-0, and 4-1, and uh, 5-1. Okay. New Prairie's 5-1 and overall, and so is Penn. I forgot to change those. Uh, Penn has won four in a row. Elkhart is 1-1, and 3-2 and overall, and is 1-1. St. Joe drops to 1-2. Two and three overall, and lost two. Uh, Marion is uh, one and two overall, one and two in the conference, um, one and five overall, and two and four overall, and lost one. Adams is zero oh and three overall, zero uh, oh and three in the conference. Wow, um, one and five overall, and lost four. And now, and now to the small division conference with one of the best teams in in the state and in the country. Um, I'm not speaking of South Bend Riley. Are you? Um, wait, you're you're saying 
They're one of the best teams in the country. I I wasn't talking about South Bend Riley. Was not. I'm speaking of a particular team in this division, in this conference. Uh, So South Bend Riley, they're 3-0 in the conference. 6-0 overall and 1-6. Riley could be... They're getting up there in one of the better teams in Class 4A. They're they're not at the top because if they make it to state, they're going to get absolutely smoked. Yeah. Anyone in the North is getting absolutely smoked. Glenn, 2-1 and one in the conference, 4-2 and two overall, and they've won one. Jimtown, 1-1, one 2-4 and one, two and four overall, and lost one. Bremen is 1-2. They're 500 at 3-3, three and three, and they've lost two. Washington, 1-2 overall. 1-2 and two in the conference, 2-4 and four overall. And they're on a one-game losing streak. And our favorite, and our favorite team around <laughs> here in football, South, South Bend Clay. 0-3 in the conference. Not bad. 0-6 overall. That's and pretty they bad. move to a 34-game losing streak. Fun fact, Brady. This is the second time that they've lost 30 games in a row. Wow. <laughs> Shocker. So uh, since 2012, like I said, when Mich- uh, when Clay went 5-5. Five and five, That'll never happen again. No, it's never going to happen again because this is the last time they're playing football. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, so we have three more weeks of South Bend Clay losing. I almost want to go to a Clay game, their last game, just to see it end. I kind of want to as well. Just to, to, just just to give it a good send-off. If they win, I don't know who are the... Bro, dude, okay. You got to admit, if they South win... South Bend would burn down. They would burn <laughs> down the whole city. There'd be a riot if Clay won their last game that they're ever going to play. Okay, think about it. You're, you're going out. This is, this is your last hoorah. You got to win. You have to win. If you lose, that's just like, man. I mean, okay, well, if they lose, it's like, okay, no big deal. But if they win, what are you going to think? Maybe they stay at school. Don't. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Dude, if if I'm the – Bring in Deion Sanders, okay? Oh, yeah. Coach Prime. Fix the coach. Oh, my gosh. Coach, Coach Prime couldn't even fix that team. He's not even going to have to worry about that because Clay is no longer a school. Thank goodness because South Bend Clay Clay is incredible. Lee bad. Trash. (laughs) Garbage. In every sport. Dumpster fire. Yes. Literally. We should move on. Yes, we should. It's it's not respectful to make fun of the dead. You're right, Brady. I'm sorry. Um. To the NLC we go, the Northern Lakes Conference. Mishawaka now is at number one. They're 4-0, and 5-1 and overall, and have won four in a row. Northridge, 3-1, and 5-1 and overall, and has won three. Warsaw drops to 3-1, and 5-1 and overall, uh, lost one. Uh, Concord, 500 in the conference at 2-2, two and 4-2 two, and two overall, and they have won two. Northwood is also two and two, four and two overall, and have won one. Plymouth is shockingly one and three in the conference. Shockingly two and four overall. Yeah, they beat Calumet, and, which 
I could be Calumet. I could be Calumet. Yeah. Exactly. We could be Calumet. Yeah. Uh, and if, and the Rockies have lost two. Uh, Wallace C one and three in the conference, one and five overall, and have lost three. And Goshen zero oh and three overall, zero oh and six, zero oh and three in the conference, zero oh and six overall, and have lost nine. Yes. Now let's switch gears. Let's talk about some college football news. Uh, this is kind of old news because I forgot to talk about it last week. But Colorado star wide receiver cornerback Travis Hunter is out three weeks with a lacerated liver from a late hit by uh, Colorado State uh, defensive back Henry Blackburn. Uh, that happened in the Colorado-Colorado State game uh, that I watched. Yes, that um, was a very that was a late game. Didn't get over until one third. Yeah, it was two-ish. about two. Yeah, yeah. Um, overtime. Yeah, so Plus it's in Colorado, so two hour. Two hour? I think it's two hour difference. You're right because it's not Pacific time because Pacific is three. Yeah, that's California and all that usually. Yeah, because I think Arizona is on. Yeah, Pacific. Pacific. Yeah, yeah. they are. Um, but yeah, the the hit by Blackburn, it was. It was a football play, just late. It was a late hit. That's, yes. That was just it. It, it was not tar- meant targeted in a way of malice, I don't think. I just think the way the play happened, boom-bam play, just happened late, and that yeah. happens in football. Exactly. Exactly. E- even, even you know, Coach Prime came out and said, you know, we're going to have hits like that. You, you, know, you can't d- help that, you know, Hunter got hurt. It's unfortunate that he got hurt. Don't get me wrong, but you know, Blackburn wasn't out. You know, saying, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm, I, I want to knock him out of the game." Guy. You know, no, he just he made a football play. It happened to be a couple seconds after the whistle. You know, it happens. Mm-hmm. And after and after that hit, Blackburn and his family are receiving death threats, um, and that's according to Pete Thamel. Uh, Blackburn's number was. Um, and his mother's phone number were published on the internet, as well as uh, Blackburn's campus address and his family's home address. It's like, do you people have any sense of privacy? Yeah, that's, that, that's wrong. not. Yeah, exactly. That's wrong. It's illegal. They should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. I hope they get arrested. I hope anyone who has made death threats to this kid. It gets thrown in jail. Yep. Um, I agree. Because he didn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve it. His family certainly doesn't deserve it. And calling his mom and saying, oh, I hope your son I hope your son dies. Mm. Get a life, people. Get a life. Yep. That's me being nice. Um, campus, uh, local campus police and campus police and local police are investigating the threats made against him and his family as they should on a lighter note college game day is going to be featuring Notre Dame for the second straight week uh, they are going to Durham on Saturday and they will be there for the Notre Dame Duke game Notre Dame's going to win uh, light 46 to 3 I, oh, I sincerely hope that Notre Dame comes out and just up obliterates Duke. It's going to happen. I I just there's some telling me that Notre Dame is pissed that they Hartman's gave Hartman's upset. 
I, yes, he should be. The offensive line better step up. Oh. Before we jump into Ohio State, we got to get some recruiting news for Notre Dame out of the way first. So Notre Dame received big news before, um, not during, but after the Ohio State game as they had two four-star recruits commit. Uh, the first was a, oh, was a 2025 running back, Daniel Anderson, from Arkansas. And the second was a four-star athlete uh, from Alabama, C.J. May. Um, and now Notre Dame has five commitments in the 2025 class, and it ranks fourth overall according to 24-7 sports. So it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Not yeah. as good as, like, you know. Georgia. Ohio. Well, we that's those five star commits aren't looking to go to school. Right. They're looking they're, they're looking they're looking for a football scholarship so they can go to the NFL. Yeah. Notre Dame, it's four for forty. Mm-hmm. Where it's four years for forty. It's four years for forty years of your life. For the rest of your life, basically. Mm-hmm. Four for forty. And now to Notre Dame, Ohio State. And by the sound of my voice, the listeners might be able to tell what happened in the game. Uh, the Irish fell short against the Buckeyes on Saturday, 17-14. Uh, uh, the game was tight throughout, but Ohio State uh, found a way to jump out to a 10 nothing lead in the third quarter. Halftime score was 3 to nothing, by the way. Um, hmm. it didn't feel like a three nothing game. It, it felt like it was still zero zero. Both teams had a shot to win. Um, the Irish responded after uh, Ohio State went up ten to nothing with a touchdown of their own, cutting the lead, the Ohio State lead to just three. Um, and the D- and Notre Dame defense forced the uh, Bucks to go three and out. Uh, and then the Irish, and then with a punt that was just ridiculous by Ohio State, dropped at about the four yard line. Notre Dame went 96 yards to take a 14 to 10 lead. And at that point, I thought, one, the Notre Dame offensive line was playing extremely well. The defense was getting stops. Notre Dame has a huge chance to win this game. And they should have won the game. Because Ohio State got the ball, and they went three and out. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame got the ball back and absolutely did not do a thing. Didn't do a thing. Decided to throw a screen pass on second and 15. They got blown up, almost picked off. I wish it would have gotten picked off because Ohio State would have scored quicker. Notre Dame would have had a shot to go down and at least tie the game or win. They would have won because they would have – a touchdown – I mean, a touchdown would have won or a field goal would have tied. Right. Right. But instead, Notre Dame was forced to punt. And then – and that was with over just over a minute to play, and then Ohio State drove the ball. Um, picked up a first down on third and 19. Notre Dame decided not to blitz because they had blitzed the time before. 
And according to Marcus Freeman, they wanted to mix up the coverages. And so, yeah, that, that was what happened. Then, you know, you know, um, there's a miscue on substitutions. And uh, third and goal at the one-yard line. Notre Dame has uh, 10 guys on the field to match up against Ohio State, who has 11. So that that's that's just wonderful. Then they overload the right side and leave the left side wide open. Mm-hmm. Basically, DJ Brown had to cover the right side, him the left side himself. He got the tackle, but it was too late because the uh, running the Ohio State running back had scored. Um, they reviewed it. Um, I thought he was short because they called him. They what they they should have called him short. Because they called a Notre Dame running back short, so you got to it's fifty-fifty there. Um, but they determined there was one second left. So I, I found that stupid. Just just end the game. Notre Dame wasn't going to do anything anyway. Yeah, they're not. Uh, yeah, they're 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 not Miami in the Miami Duke game a few years ago where they can just lateral the ball all over the place and touchdown. Yeah, it's a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, so Notre Dame is now four and one, and they will go on the road to face number eighteen Duke, who's undefeated after a less than impressive win against UConn last week at UConn. And UConn is like the South Bend clay of college I'll, football. I'll just I'll just say this: uh, Duke is a basketball school. I don't care anyone yeah. says saying they're football. They're yeah, not they're football. no, they're, they're not, not good. good. No, how many national championships have they won, Brady? Zero. Exactly. How many Heisman Trophy winners? Zero. Exactly. How many national championships for Notre Dame? You know, it's only two. Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> I was like, I thought you were saying two. I was like, no, there's a lot. No. There's yeah. Eleven. Sam Hartman for Heisman. Uh, I don't know after this game, man. Yeah, after this game, it's pretty bad. Uh, but I mean, if they would have won, I I would have had him like number one. But um, but yeah, Heisman Trophy winners for Notre Dame seven. Um, none for Duke. Suck it, Duke. We're not a basketball school. We're a football school. Well, that might change. You know, Marcus Burton. Cool, yeah, 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 yeah. We got a new head coach, too. Yeah. So. A lot better. Oh, shit. Shit. Trash. <laughs> Mike Bray, trash. All righty. Some, uh, some stats here for uh, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Uh, starting with Notre Dame, they had 351 total yards, 175 through the air, 176 on the ground. 22 first downs, 35 tackles, no turnovers. Uh, this is just something that just irks me. They had the ball for almost 35 minutes of game time That's almost and lost. Almost 10 minutes more than Ohio. A- exactly. Lost. Exactly. Which obviously that's you know down to they had a better rush game overall. They had a better pass game. Because Notre Dame had the better running game. A lot of that came in the second half for Notre oh, Dame. But sorry, sorry, folks. I'm looking at the Google Docs, and I thought uh, the Irish. Are you talking about the Irish are on the right or the left? Irish are on the right. Oh, okay. Well, just so, I saw Irish versus Buckeyes. Mm-hmm. So I think it's left. Irish versus Buckeyes. Irish are right underneath Irish, and then the Buckeyes are on the other side. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. So yes. the Buckeyes had 366 total yards, 240 through the air. Only 126 through the ground, 19 first downs, 39 tackles, also no turnovers, uh, and they had the ball for 
25 minutes and one second. Then some college football scores, other ones. Uh, number four, Florida State got the overtime win against Clemson, 31-24. to Clemson sucks. I don't know how they brought that game overtime, <laughs> but they suck. <laughs> they lose their best player. Exactly. Trash. Exactly. How I predicted it, number 10, Oregon, absolutely throttled. Bad football game. N- number 19, Colorado, 42-6. to uh, The prime train is over. No more hype in Boulder. There is none. Um, other than that, uh, number 11, Utah, beat number 22, UCLA, 14-7. to Number 12, LSU, squeaked out a win on a last-second field goal against Arkansas, 34-31. Number 13, Alabama, unfortunately, beat number 15, Ole Miss, 24-10. to Um Great job, Tommy Reese, by the way, only winning by 14 points down there. Um, and only three points in the first quarter, too, so congratulations to you. You're now the Notre Dame of the SEC. Yeah. Good job, Alabama. Uh, number 21, Washington State, got a big win against number 14, Oregon State, 38-35 of the Battle of the Pac-2. Uh, those are the only two teams left in the Pac-12. So they're basically the Pac-2. Basically. They should join the Mountain West Conference at this point. Did you hear the chants at the pit game? Did I hear the The sweet Caroline. Eat crap pit. (laughs) Crap, though. (laughs) Did you hear about that? No. Yeah. You should search it up. Folks, search it up. A little bit of cussing in it, but uh, it's pretty funny. Is that from the pit fans? No. No, it was... It was North Carolina fans. Oh, a little... wait. Are you, are you sure it was North Carolina or West Virginia? Because it might have been the West. It might have been West Virginia. It's West Virginia. I Sorry, th- folks. I fig- it was the West Virginia game. I figured because I was like, wait, North Carolina. Then that means they had a big fan base from North Carolina travel up to Pittsburgh for that game. No, it was it was it was. West I Virginia, f- yeah. I figured it was West Virginia. I was like, I just wanted to. They make were sure. at Pitt for that West the uh, West Virginia Pitt. I'm pretty sure West Virginia. It was at West Virginia. It was at West Virginia. I Carolina I was, was at Pitt. At Pitt. Okay. And then, well, and then the game team we're talking about teams we're talking about number seventeen North Carolina throttled Pitt forty one, to twenty four. Brady, I also have college football rankings. Of my own. Uh, one, two, and three, I have the same. Georgia, Michigan, and Florida State. Mm. I have Ohio State at four. Texas at five. Uh, USC and Penn State, I kept the same. They both got wins. Less than impressive wins. Um, so USC is six. Penn State is seven. Oregon jumps up to eight for me. Uh, Utah, nine. Washington 10, Notre Dame falls to 11. Uh, I have Alabama at 12, LSU at 13, Oklahoma at 14, going on the road to beat Cincinnati. I know it's Cincinnati, but Cincinnati's now a Power 5 team um, since they're in the Big 12. Uh, North Carolina at 15, Washington State with a big win. They jump a lot uh, to 16. Oregon State falls to 17, Ole Miss at 18, Duke up to 19, Florida at 20, Colorado plummeted for me 
Um, and they're going to next week as well. Um, Colorado comes in at 21. Tennessee at 22. Miami at 23. And then Kansas and Maryland, for me, enter at 4-0 and apiece at 24 and 25, respectfully. Uh, and then the AP poll, uh, I think, hasn't come out yet. So I'm not quite sure on what the AP poll is. Uh, I guess I could see if the AP poll has come out, but I don't think it's come out yet. Yeah. Uh, ooh, it has. Or it it hasn't. No, it hasn't yet. It hasn't come out yet. Yeah, it hasn't. Oh, wait. Looks like it has. Yep, yep. it has. So one, one and two is Georgia and Michigan, Ohio State jumps up to three. That's ridiculous. Florida State at four. Uh, Texas at five. USC at six. I, just, I have to say this. I think FSU should be three. I yep. think that they can beat Michigan. I think they could possibly beat Georgia in a really tough fight. It's going to be a clo- it'd be a close game, but I definitely think they could beat Michigan. Because I, oh, yeah. I have FSU winning the national championship this year. Mm. That's who I have. Mm. I like me the Seminoles. Okay. Um. Okay. Them or I think the Longhorns could definitely surprise because they're having a good run I so could, far. I could see Texas doing something this year. Texas teams, man, they just they they play football differently. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, USC at six, Penn State at seven, Washington at eight, Oregon at nine, Utah at ten. Alabama at eleven, that's ridiculous. That's a, joke. That's a yeah, that's a, that's laughable. LSU at twelve, Notre Dame all the way down to thirteen. That's where Alabama should be. Notre Dame should be twelve. Yeah, at the least twelve at, or eleven. Yeah, uh, Oklahoma at fourteen, North Carolina at fifteen, Duke at sixteen, Washington State at seventeen. Miami at 18, Mrs. Uh, Ole Miss at 20, Oregon State at 21, Missouri, Missouri, Missouri at 22, Florida at 23, Kansas at 24, I agree, and then Kansas State at 25. No, no way. Yeah, I don't agree with any of those. I don't agree with any of those. That's, yeah. That's all I got, Brady. That's a, Yeah, I don't got anything else, man. Yeah. So tune in um, this coming Thursday for the uh, week six. Oh, week seven. We're on week seven already, Brady. Not, yeah. Week seven um, preview show. Uh, and then Sunday... Next Sunday, tune in for the Week 7 breakdown as well. Yes. So, for Brady Master, I'm Kenny Kramer. So long, everybody. Goodbye. Hey, guys. It's Kenny, host of The Good Fight. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to hear more, you can check out our website at thelugnutspodcastgroup.com 
for all information related to the podcast and where to listen to us. You can also follow the Patreon page for exclusive benefits for the show. Join us next time for The Good Fight.